Richard Diebenkorn once said, I guess in a sense, a picture isn't complete until it's a kind of world, end quote. This week, I'm going to delve into that elusive topic, when is an artwork finished? But I'm not gonna do it alone. Back in December, I sent out a request for contributors to see how other artists describe that done feeling. And many of you sent amazing descriptions. Thank you so much. I know leaving audio Instagram messages was a bit tricky and I appreciate so much you're giving it a go. I'm really excited to share this episode because it feels like we all made it together. So let's get into it. You are listening to Pep Talks for Artists, a podcast offering small words of encouragement to all those shuffling along the artist's road. I'm your host, Amy Toledo. Hi, I'm back. Okay, first I'll start with my own way of thinking about it. I'll describe it in two ways. First, like I'm an ER doctor who has a patient on the table in critical condition, like they're about to flatline. It's code blue. Bring the trolley with the paddles and all the other doctors and nurses are running into the room because it's all hands on deck. There are lots of warning devices too and alarms and beep boops. It feels exactly like that making a work until all of a sudden the patient is pulling through. They're going to make it and they're improving steadily until one day they're all healed and are sent on their way, happily trundling towards the exit in their wheelchair. Discharge order in hand. Or, on a way creepier note, I've always also imagined working on a piece kind of like how movie villain Freddy Krueger would control his sleeping teen victims through their veins. Kind of like a veiny marionettist. I don't believe this fairy tale. The painting, in my case, is attached to me through my veins, and I sort of manipulate it like a puppeteer until the connection is severed, or until I wake up and discover it done. Or if it dies because it bombed. (laughs) But enough about me. Let's hear how painter Beth Gilfillan describes the feeling in her own work. So a lot of times for me, a work becomes considered finished uh, when all of that energy that I've embedded in the work through my hands and my body and my mind has become pent up and stored up in the painting usually, um, almost, almost like a battery. And it becomes this kind of latent storage area for 
um, a kind of electricity and um, there's this kind of transfer of power between me and the work. And then all of a sudden you look up and it takes over with its its own kind of force. Um, and there's this, this force of attraction that's got this undeniable chemistry. And all of a sudden it's it's standing right in front of you with all of its awkwardness and imperfections. And you just want to spend time with it. In a 1965 essay titled On the Creation of Art, Monroe Beardsley mentions writer Vincent Tomas's thinking on this issue. Tomas says that creative work is a paradigm of purposeful activity, but not like a, quote, torpedo being launched towards a target. You're definitely heading somewhere, but it's not a straight shot, and the artist can say certain directions are not right. His theory is that creation is a self-correcting process in which the artist constantly redirects his aims. Then, philosopher Darren Hudson Hick got in on the action in 2008 with his essay, When is a Work of Art Finished?, by saying that the process is, quote, not simply one of problem-solving, where complications arise in pursuit of a fixed goal and are progressively overcome by the artist. Rather, the artist sets for himself a series of tasks dependent not on a final goal, but upon the state of the work at any stage in its creation. Thus, the artist is not done when he solved a series of problems, but when his work presents him with no further tasks to be completed. End quote. Or in other words, finishing a work of art is not a straight line from start to finish, but a circuitous wandering, a reacting to one state that leads to a new state, and its own particular problems, which leads to yet another state, and so on, until the artist is, quote-unquote, finished. Now let's hear what artist Sue McNally has to say about completing a work. Hi, Amy. Sue here. I think I know my work is done when it's been sitting around for a long time and nothing bothers me. On the rare occasion, something's been sitting and sitting and sitting, and I walk in and in five minutes do one thing, and it completely solves it. But that's rare. Now I'll check in with three artists from art history. Rembrandt was once asked why so many works looked unfinished, and he replied, quote, A work of art is complete when in it the artist has realized his intention, end quote. And now Paul Cezanne. He said in a letter to his mother, quote, Ma chère mère, I have to work all the time, but not to achieve the finish that earns the admiration of imbeciles. And that thing that is so widely valued is nothing more than a workman's craft and makes all the resulting work inartistic and common. I must strive for completion 
purely for the satisfaction of becoming truer and wiser. It is a bad moment for sales. All the bourgeois balk at parting with their sous. End quote. Letters of Paul Cezanne. George Brock said, quote, The painting is complete when the idea is obliterated. And finally, let's hear from Matisse. He said, quote, Then a moment comes when every part has found its definite relationship. And from then on, it would be impossible for me to add a stroke to my picture without having to paint it all over again. End quote. Here's listener, painter, and sculptor Brantner Dietli with his description of how he wrangles a stubborn work into submission. I just finished a painting, Amy, and I think um, what I could say about finishing things is that uh, it doesn't come easy for me. I find that putting paintings away from me Putting them in the corner or in a different room for a week or a month or more helps me uh, re-see them, get away from those marks that I take for granted, and they become something new, and then usually I could figure out how I need to resolve them. Um, and after a painting gets to a certain point and you get stuck, or you just, you've destroyed it enough. You need to put it away and give it time to marinate and re-see it. And then usually you know what to do. Okay. Bye, Amy. As you know, I recently read through that great catalog, The Spiritual and Art, Abstract Painting, 1890 to 1985. And in an essay by Charlotte Douglas, she tells about Russian painter Pavel Filanov and his made-up term, Sedelanost, S-D-E-L-A-N-N-O-S-T. He defined it as the quality of being made, well-made, or finished and believed strongly in working continuously and intensely on a piece until he considered it, quote, made. He and a group of painters, including Malevich and Matiushin, developed this idea under an umbrella philosophy called, quote, world flowering, which saw making concentrated work as, quote, a mode of spiritual discovery for the artist. Through persistent effort, the artist embodies his immortal soul in the work of art. A quote, made painting demands that the artist attend to all the complexities of the universe with quote, purity, exactness, and control, so that the resulting work becomes the concrete intermediary between the universe and humanity. So to Filanov, a finished work was so realized that it contained a bit of the artist's soul. And it could be set free to commune with the universe as their ambassador. Here's listener and painter Robert Zurer. 
a painting is finished when it stops talking to me, when the conversation comes to us to a halt, when each square inch has a meaning, when there's no filler, when there are no unintentional marks, although that rarely is achieved. It's an aim. And another aim, and probably the hardest, is when it has a presence that I can feel. And if you couldn't tell by now, I'm a bit of an artist quotes magpie, and I found a few more choice chestnuts to share. Painter Graham Nixon described the phenomenon of finishing in a really cool way. Quote, a painting is like the facade of a house, and you're like a janitor who goes around systematically trying to close all the windows and doors. But when you get to the top floor to close the very last window, a wind blows open the one on the first landing. <laughs> you rush down and close that one, and then one on the middle floor blows open and you rush to close that. But when you've closed all the entries to the house, then the painting is closed. Not that it's finished, it's just that you can't enter it anymore. End quote. Or maybe instead of a house, think of it like a boat, says watercolor artist of the Stieglitz Circle, John Marin. He said, quote, I must for myself insist that when finished, that is when all the parts are in place and are working, that now it has become an object and will therefore have its boundaries as definite as the prow, the stern, the sides and bottom bound as a boat. End quote. And here's listener and collage artist Monica Church to share her experience finishing things. Hi, Amy. What a great question. It used to be when I was surrounded by other artists, like in grad school, that I would rely on the old adage, it takes two people to finish a painting, someone to tell you when to stop. Um, however, now that I just work by myself in my studio, really, it comes down to a gut feeling. And it's something that I guess the best way I can articulate it is that if I don't feel like cutting it up or destroying it or having it be a part of something else, then it is done. Although I tend to have to have things cook for a while. And, you know, sometimes they're outliers and I think they're done. And then two years later, I'm like, oh no, that was a mistake and I cut it up. So I'm not sure there's a clear answer, but really it just gets down to this sort of gut feeling. Late great abstract artist Louise Fishman said in a 2014 interview with Anne Landy on artnews.com that, quote, the painting is finished in my mind or I couldn't leave it. Then I'll come back the next day and the same painting is standing there and I'm thinking, this is a piece of junk. Not only is it not finished, but what could I have been thinking? End quote. She said she would invite a friend over to eyeball it with her, but quote, it really has nothing to do with what they say or what they think. It's really a way of me seeing the work differently because someone else is in the room. And often for me, 
it can mean that the painting is finished, end quote. And here's a six call-in from multimedia artist and listener, Mark Cregan. Mark sent his by text, and so he asked me to read his for him. This is a message from artist Mark Cregan. I know when I'm finished with a painting or sculpture, when I'm no longer making what I call the Nadja Grimace. So the Nadja Grimace is based on this character in a TV show called What We Do in the Shadows, and it's one of my favorite comedies. It's sort of like a The Office-style comedy. One of the characters, Nadja, she's a vampire. It's all based on vampires. Every so often, she'll look at the camera and she'll make this grimace face. Kind of like when someone says something annoying or does something she doesn't like. I was the most handsome man in our village. His village was very badly affected by leprosy and the plague. And so I often catch myself making that face when I'm looking at my work, when I'm working on it. And I know that if I'm not making that grimace face, then I know I'm at least pretty close to being finished. But ultimately, when I'm really finished is when this doesn't happen, and I get those lovey-dovey eyes for it, like I'm in some kind of romantic relationship with it. I know it's weird, but that's my answer. What type of man would endure such an insult from a pack of filthy werewolf scum? Sometimes I like to think of an unfinished work as too fragile to live on its own. Like a chihuahua in the jungle, ill-suited to independence. But as it begins to feel finished, it becomes sturdy and sure-footed, a thing that is outside of my care. It is a full being at last, able to go forward on its own. As we've seen here, artists use so many ways to describe the strange process we all go through in finishing a piece. It was fascinating to me to see how my own way of thinking about it compared and contrasted with other artists. No matter how we describe it, finishing an artwork seems to universally be an alchemical cocktail of finesse, patience, and even brute force. It's a wild ride full of stored electricity, TV vampires, 80s horror villains, ailing patients, houses full of open windows, sealed up boats, the silent treatment, refusing to get cut up, or needing someone to just take the thing away. Thank you so much again to all the contributors who helped make this episode. Beth Gilfillan, Sue McNally, Brantner Diatli, Robert Zurer, Monica Church, and Mark Cregan. I appreciate so much your generosity and openness and for taking the time to record your thoughts on doneness. You can check out their work at their websites linked in the podcast show notes or on Instagram in this episode's post at Pep Talks for Artists. If you enjoyed this Pep's Ebb, please consider leaving an Apple podcast rating or review. Great episodes are already scheduled and in the can, as they say in the biz, for 2022. So please follow or subscribe to get the shows fresh out the oven on release day. In the meantime, I wish us all luck in finishing both the effortless quickies and stubborn jerks that resist getting resolved with every fiber of their canvas weave. 
keep the faith, because it's all worth it at the end in the end. See you soon. You've been listening to Pep Talks for Artists. If you'd like to check out our Instagram, please find us at Pep Talks for Artists. We really appreciate you stopping by, and we'll see you next time.